Heritage Foundation. I'm Michelle Cordero, and this is Heritage Explains. This week, we continue with part two of our special series on immigration. Today, we take a look back at the history of amnesty and the lessons we can learn moving forward. Here's David and Sarah a policy analyst in Heritage's Douglas and Sarah Allison Center for Foreign Policy. One of the biggest pieces of legislation dealing with immigration was the 1986 Immigration Reform and Control Act, also known as IRCA. Um, it was passed under Ronald Reagan, um, but it's also sometimes known as Simpson-Mazzoli after the members of Congress um, who, who led the way uh, to it passing. President Reagan did sign the sweeping new Immigration Reform Act today. He said it protects the sacred possession of American citizenship. Millions of illegal aliens will be eligible for amnesty and will be able to apply for legal residency status, no questions asked. This bill, the Immigration Reform and Control Act of 1986 that I'll sign in a few minutes, is the most comprehensive reform of our immigration laws since 1952. It's the product of one of the longest and most difficult legislative undertakings in the last three Congresses. Further, it's an excellent example of a truly successful bipartisan effort. So what were some of the most important parts of that bill? Yeah, so this bill was framed as a comprehensive bill to tackle both how we stop illegal immigration. um, And the way they did that was they said, well, we're going to make it so that employers have to hire someone who... Uh, they have to make sure that when they're hiring people that those people are actually allowed to work in the United States. You you know this as I-9 forms, which a lot of people have to fill out. Um, and they made it illegal thus to actually hire someone who you knew to be illegal. Um, and it also added a little bit on, on border security. But the main portion of this bill was really an amnesty. It gave amnesty to about 2.7 million folks. Um, and it legalized them, and then it also led to a few follow-on smaller amnesties. Um, but essentially, it was an amnesty deal that had some of these other enforcement and border security pieces that were tacked onto it. And if I understand it correctly, the idea behind it was that making it harder for illegal immigrants to live here and get jobs with an illegal status would deter illegal immigration. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the the theory and it's in in theory it's good. If you you make it difficult for someone who's not here legally to get a job, that was one of the main reasons and still is in many cases an, a common reason why people come to the United States illegally is because they think they can get a job and work here. And if you make it difficult to get a job, then that's good. The problem is is that this make this whole part part of making it difficult for illegal immigrants to get jobs that really hasn't panned out. We, we know, even right now, you can go and sort of say, like, we know there are huge sec- like huge sectors of the economy where we know there's illegal immigrants being hired. But the fact that we know that and we fact, the fact that there are 11 to 12 million people who are here illegally doing that means that there clearly are huge gaps in the way that's enforced. So it didn't work. Yeah, exactly. In an interview with The Washington Post, here's former U.S. Senator Alan Simpson one of the 1986 bill's main sponsor, and Alicio Medina, who was at the time head of a labor union that was also fighting to pass the bill. The bill didn't work, didn't work at all. The teeth was always there in the labor laws, but no one ever enforced it. It didn't deal effectively with future flow of workers. And uh, because one of the things we knew is that as long as there was a 
uh, poverty in other countries, as long as it was war, as long as there were dictatorships, and as long as there were a need for immigrant workers, people would keep coming. The question is, how would they come? Would they come with uh, uh, rights? Would they come with protection? Would they come through a legal system? Or would they continue to come in undocumented fashion? So it didn't work. Uh, no surprise that the, prom- the, the promises of the, the people who passed this comprehensive amnesty, the promises they made came to, came to naught. All we got was an amnesty. And the enforcement provisions, which were supposed to stop this, they, they promised that this would be the one-time thing. Those, those, this wasn't a one-time thing because we're, we're here considering it again in Congress. Congress is once again promising the same sort of solutions that they'll end illegal immigration, but we just have to do the amnesty first. So how many illegal immigrants do we have here right now? Yeah, so the best estimates we have are somewhere between 11 to 12 million. I've seen higher numbers, um, but generally speaking, the Department of Homeland Security and Pew both use, have used separate um, sort of methodologies, and they both have come to this number. Um, is it perfect? No, but the whole problem with an illegal immigration population is that they generally don't want to be counted. They are illegal. They don't respond well to pollsters or when the U.S. government comes knocking. Um, so 11 to 12 million is the best estimate I've seen. So in terms of the political landscape in Congress right now, we're dealing with what people are calling a lot of immigration reform bills. And, and you're saying these are not immigration reform bills. These are amnesty bills, once again. Yeah. And so you can package them up with all sorts of other things, which there may even be some good policies in there. And in some of these bills, there actually is some good policy in them. The problem is, is that they always revolve around the amnesty. And so the deal is always, you give me amnesty and in exchange, you can get something else sort of undefined. But the amnesty is always central. The amnesty never changes. We want amnesty. The amnesty will come first. The first bargaining chip. The first bargaining chip. And the problem is, is that once you give amnesty, everyone knows you can't un-give the amnesty. It doesn't go away. Those people are going to stay here. Even if all the other promises go unfulfilled, the people who were given legalized status, they're staying. And that's the problem that we – that Congress doesn't seem to fully get. And I think it comes back to the fact that Congress – it's easier for them to promise something in the future, but then they don't have to deliver on that. They can – they can deliver on the amnesty right now, right here. And that's what many people unfortunately want. And they all the other things, they're, they're glad to leave those harder questions. They'll kick that down the road. They'll get to that later. Is that the only reason that amnesty doesn't work, though? No. So not only does it you know kick the can down the road on, on these other reforms, it also doesn't work because it increases the likelihood that you're going to have more illegal immigration. So if you have a system that is inherently based around like here's the legal way to come here and if you don't come the legal way, you're not allowed to stay. That's a disincentive. You're telling people the the right way to come here is through the legal process. But if all of a sudden people who come illegally are allowed to stay and we make them citizens and they have all the rights as anyone else, then that tells the next generation of would-be illegal immigrants that, well, why don't I just come and I'll wait it out and eventually the U.S. will give me immigration uh, a legal status too. Back in that uh, – we talked about IRCA earlier. There are some other senators who disagreed with the amnesty of 1986 and they took to the floor to say, I'm worried that this bill is going to incentivize more illegal immigration, that this will send the wrong message. And it, they were – they were, you know, they obviously didn't win the debate at the time, but they were exactly right. We have, we're incentivizing more illegal immigration through our talk of amnesty and by giving amnesty. We're, in, we're encouraging and incentivizing it, which ultimately just makes our border security and our enforcement jobs even harder in the long run. 
So story oldest time, here we are again. What's the solution? Where do we start? Yeah, so I think we should try a different tactic. It's novel, but let's just talk about border security, enforcement, legal immigration system changes. These are all really important issues that on their own could – these are complex issues that deserve really robust debate on their own. It's not that we talk about border security in exchange for amnesty. That's conflating like very different issues or talking about, well, we'll do changes to our legal immigration system, but only if we give amnesty to you know, 2 million people. That's conflating these separate issues that deserve to be handled independently. The federal government has a responsibility to protect its borders, to enforce its laws, to administer a legal immigration system. Why don't we just tackle those issues first and foremost on their own merits? Like let's just develop a good legal immigration system just because that's good for America, not because it's a bargaining chip to grease the wheels for amnesty. Let's just do it because it's good policy for Americans. Thank you, David. Yeah, thank you. That's it for today's episode. Next week, we continue our series and we'll be talking about enforcement. See you next week. Heritage Explains is produced by Michelle Cordero with editing by Thalia Rampersad.